Blog Talk Radio. It's a new day. Yes, it is. And do we have a new day? Do we have fresh air, fresh blood? Are we back? Are we back? I think so. Oh, I hear. I hear none other than the king of horror himself. Oh, damn. I think we're back in. It appears that they might have fixed whatever broadcasting issues that they have been having here on Talking Talking, well, no, not on Talking Terror, but on Blog Talk Radio. But now we've got to get the oh, and, and, and the Dean back. No, they ain't back yet. Mm-mm. Probably went to bed. Who went to bed? <laughs> well, Monkey, because he's on our time. Dean, he's got like hours to go before he's going to go to bed. Keep it in the late night hours. No, no, no. See, Monk, Monkey just saw it. Monkey just saw our message. Oh, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, put I think he's back in, too. I put us in for an hour, so I guess we got an hour. We'll see what we get, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. See how this thing turns out, actually. Should be a hot train wreck. Well, that was fucking fun. Indeed. <laughs> what better way to And I just took a sleeping pill, so we'll see. I just took my sleeping pill, so we'll see how long I last. Oh. All right. Oh, oh you got you get a you get you get start cake. sleeping and shit like that, like the. Uh, <laughs> I just popped fucking three of them, so yeah, my my clock is ticking. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, sure. All right, duly noted. Okay, so let's. So let's just okay, let's do it. Here. All right. But we're waiting for the dean. So yeah, well, give we'll us. Uh, yeah, hit us with that synopsis. Yeah, because we only have an hour, so. All right. Yeah. yeah. So all right. All right, Jack Spade, soldier, lover, and black, returning home after his mother had been. And his brother had been killed at a gang shooting, only to find, his, yeah, Jack Spade, soldier, lover, black, because he is. Black. Anyway, returning home after his brother had been killed at a gang shooting, only to find his old hood riddled. Everyone hooked on one thing, gold. There was only one thing who could control this much gold, Mr. Big. If Jack Spade is going to take down this gold dealing and stop the OGs and bring justice back to the streets of any ghetto USA, then he's going to need to enlist the help of some old friends. So get ready for Jack Spade in... I'm going to get you, sucker! Yeah. All right. So... <laughs> Do we have the is team the back? back? Is he back? Is he back? Nope. No, he's not. It's just us. Man. All right. He's calling, because... so we can just keep it moving. Okay. Cranky butt. Because I picked this movie because this is supposed to be my going away <laughs> present to the Dean. 
just because of all the times that we've gone off the rails during horror news, bringing up old films that we all love, you know, like how often we talked about The Last Dragon, Beat Street, Bloodsport, Rad, you know, The Best of the Best, Thrashing, Kickboxer, Rocky, Seagal movies, you know, but it's always been the team that always brought us back on track. Yeah. (laughs) He's the one that always brought us back on track going, yeah, you know, I could talk all day about The Last Dragon. All night, but but we are the Last Dragon Radio Show. We are our horror radio show. You so are tonight, the Last Dragon. You possess the power <laughs> of the glow. Yeah, yeah. But tonight, we, finally, we, finally, we are the motherfucking. Who's I'm gonna get you suck a show. <laughs> show nope. So, show that's gonna there. All right, and. Yeah, so that's why I picked it, and then we we all know how all of us feel. It's fucking, I'm going to get you sucker. It's a classic. We all love it. Fuck it. Let's just get into it. <laughs> what about you? Well, what do you think about I'm going to get you sucker? Well, I mean, you know, listen. So, again, this is this is why I wish we had, we had the Dean with us right now. Um, you know, because cause I'm about to, to drop that bomb. That big old bomb that, the, that that I do sometimes. This for me is the first time I've ever seen this movie. God damn! Mm-hmm. No. Yes, yes, indeed. See, I know the way, and don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? Big, big in Living Color fan. I remember when In Living Color came out. I was never a big SNL fan, uh, but growing up in New York, you know, like uh, this new show. You know, seem more centered towards towards my demographic, my age group. Um, so, so you know, me and my buddies, we all got right into in living color. Um, so, that for me was my intro to the Wayans. Um, yeah, you know, I had never like now I knew of this movie. I saw the box in the video store. I've seen yeah. it on cable uh, a billion zillion times. I have. You know, had multiple times to to view it on any number of streaming sites, multiple times, and every time I was about to hit play or rent this movie or watch it in any general fashion, I just never got to it. So this, for me, again, is my first time viewing, and uh, and yeah, you know what? I definitely wish I had seen this when I was younger. I would have, you know, certainly. I think found a lot more of the the humor funnier in that regard at a at an earlier age. Don't get me wrong, a lot of this movie's fun, and if you like black exploitation films and, and and all the things that they are making fun of here, it's a very enjoyable film that actually does a good job of representing those films while also giving you a parody of said same films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. And being here with us, and, you know, I'm going to get you sucker. What you think? I am. I am. He's here! And I did. Finally, but yes, uh, let's just go quick. Um, uh, I absolutely fucking love this movie uh, with my whole heart. Um, at the time of its release, um you know, I, I didn't know, uh, like, the Wayne's universe. And at the time of its release, 
did I really know much about black exploitation cinema, but there was just something about the commercial uh, when it was going in the theater, and obviously the title that like that was just very funny to me. And I remember clearly, like yep. from the movie trailer, the scene when uh, when Keanu Wayne's is on the sidewalk and he's like he's like high stepping up and down the sidewalk. They shoot and they shoot. Like I just remember that so clearly <laughs> from the trailer. So when, as soon as I had the opportunity to to, to see it. Uh, I had the I, I took the opportunity to see it as soon as I could, and just from the get go, without even realizing it was like doing its thing about black exploitation. I just fucking loved it, just the fucking silliness of it. And then you know, just a couple years later, uh, seeing most of those guys again in color, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get you some guys. And, and then it was like a few years after that when I started watching some of the old black exploitation black exploitation films. See, this I, is I more of the Casey, of sound course. quality um, that we all know and love. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you are you are you are ah. breaking up, my friend. So great. Oh, so well, <laughs> I think I gotta chalk that up to to blog talk right now. No, he's talking. I fucking now. love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great fucking movie, man. Like you know, we sound good, but yeah, no, I mean, real quick, uh, I love seventies uh, black exploitation. I mean, not just the horror, but you know. Talking about you know coffee and Foxy Brown and Dynamite Jones and Hell G. Yeah. G. Jackson, Hell Up in Harlem and, and Black Caesar and Superfly, like fucking amazing fucking movies. And yeah, and, and, <laughs> and I'm gonna get you suck. It plays on all of them, and it also plays like a Naked Gun movie where you're watching a movie but they know they're in a fucking movie. You know where they have a theme song band, and he's like, "Oh, who's that? The director's sister." Got to put her in the movie. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know it, it works on those levels. So, um, you know, and there's so many good fucking one-liners in this movie. I mean, it's it's, it's a fantastic movie. I've seen it many, many times growing up, and that's because of *In Living Color*. So, I was such a huge fan of Keith and Ivor Wayans and the Wayans family. There's like 35 of them, and they're all funny in their own ways. Uh, you know. And that's why when the monkey brought this up, I was like, and oh, the, shit, he doesn't like black man, but he likes I'm going to get you something. Okay. Because fucking black man's great. But anyway. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, 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 I, know we have, I know we have a, a shortened episode here because, you know, I, was only, I only plugged this in for an hour. Um, I do have a question, though, because, monkey, when you gave us a synopsis, you know, you said Junebug got shot. Junebug didn't get shot. Junebug owed he on gold. He OG'd. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. shit, shit. Uh, he did. See, he did. I got mistaken because I I I, I felt that he had uh, gotten taken out by the two brothers. I mean, the, the no, two gangsters. No, Because right at the beginning of the oh, movie, no, no. when the oh. Baker shows up, yeah, he shows up at Damn. night and, and he's gonna get him to USA. And he's like, oh, it looks my like bad. he's wrapped up like a damn mummy. And he OG, he overdid on gold, too many gold chains. And then you know, mm-hmm. Baker's like, well, shit, I go to the bathroom like, and all that, that shit. <laughs> and you know, again, like. Talking about the movie after we find out the OG of Junebug, when they get to the funeral and you got John Witherspoon as the fucking preacher, you know, talking about, he's like, oh, yeah. man, Junebug, he died. Hey, and like, wait, this ain't the Lester Wilson funeral? Oh, hell no. Like, get out of here. Like, Junebug didn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> he just had no friends soldier, at all. Man. I was praying for combat. <laughs> yeah. Except Cheryl, uh, his, his widow, and of course, uh, Belle. Uh, Junebug's mother and also John, uh, Jack Slade's mother, who's a badass herself. Um, because when they're at home, 
uh, Bell and Cheryl talking, that's when Willie and Lenny showed up, Willie being played by the great Kadeem Hardison from Death by Temptation, uh, Vampire in Brooklyn, A Different World. I fucking love Kadeem Hardison and uh, everything that he does. And, of course, Damon Wayans as Lenny. Uh, they're coming to collect their five grand for Mr. Big that Junebug owed because of all the necklaces that he bought, all the gold chains, and, of course, they don't have it. Um, and then they end up grabbing Cheryl and saying, we'll take Cheryl as collateral. But then Bell just jumps up and kicks the fuck out of Willie. And, of course, she ain't standing for no <laughs> shit. And she's like, you better fucking puff up the pillow. Yeah, we heard her. Puff up the pillows. Get up there. Clean up. <laughs> I'm sure all all two or three people that are going to listen to this episode besides us, uh, you know, will find me completely horribly racist and all this and that. But, man, I couldn't look at Cheryl and not think of Arsenio Hall female characters <laughs> from coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> she just had that vibe. She has that same, like, lower mouth shape as him. So, like, mm-hmm. I just, every time I'm seeing scenes with her, man, I'm just seeing fucking Arsenio Hall, and I'm thinking, man, that's a problem. <laughs> and, yeah, she's just very, like, very much like the Wayne sister. Was very and you like up. <laughs> and your friend, too. Just the fact that William Lenny are constantly being told, you want to take the window, you want to take the stairs. Like, yeah, fuck, we'll take the stairs. And Anne's just getting fucking kicked down a flight of stairs. Instead of the fucking window, um, just, we know the way. Jack gets home and <laughs> Jack gets home and he's like, "I'm gonna find this Mr. Big and I'm gonna find out what happened to my brother." And, well, he OG, he overgolded, and he's like, "How did he go to the bathroom and all that gold?" <laughs> the constant question everybody has to ask because he was just fucking covered in it. Um, and then you have to find a way to tell Mr. Big what happened, and of course Willie and Lenny once again get their ass kicked. Jumping up the fucking down the stairs. Goddamn. These poor guys, the entire fucking movie, just falling down the stairs. Um, and then Bell, of course, talks to, to Jack about everything about what he has to do as far as finding out who killed, who got the OG down for Junebug. Um, and then he finds out that well, John Slade's holding a youth gang competition at 2 o'clock, which involves young men running with uh, from police dogs. And stripping cars and shit. Because you <laughs> yeah. got to sit there and find things. <laughs> so sit there and so get just, the community together through activities they're familiar with. This is a real thing. This is a real <laughs> thing. They, act, they actually mm. do do this. It's called the Street Olympics, though. It's got nothing to do with anything else. It is called the Street Olympics. They do. They hold this kind of shit. I'm sure you can find videos on YouTube in which they are doing, like, and again, I'm sure, you know, obviously this movie and other things have influenced them into creating said things, but I have seen footage of them of, of them performing said, said feats. Just to see who can run down I mean, the street. Shit, I gotta look this up. A riot and stuff like that. <laughs> 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 my favorite part of the entire fucking scene is um, <clears throat> David Allen Greer plays Skip Fallon, the reporter. He's like, "Hey, we're here talking about the, you know, of course, the youth gang competition." And he's like, "Oh, we're trying to help out the community." He's like, uh, "I grew up around white people, so uh, I don't know anything about being black." <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I grew up like I don't speak jive. I don't. I don't speak jive. See, that's the thing, though. Like, see, again, see, being that I've I seen all of these people, all of them through, obviously, various other movies, but in Living Color and everything, this is just David Allen Greer playing David Allen Greer. He is always yes, is. the white, gentrified style, you know, black, African-American yep. character, you know? 
That is Always. just the role that he will take for the, the entirety of his career, you know. Damon Wayans, you know, doing what Damon Wayans does, which is kind of that, like, just silly, slick-ass character. Obviously, he's going to go on and become Handyman. You know, he's, uh, I, I forget what they were called when they played the fucking movie review thing, but, you know, hated it, that whole oh, thing. Men on film. Um, men on film. Men on film. I just, no, I meant the character names. Three so that's the deep old nations were. <laughs> <laughs> snap, snap, snap. Um, mm-hmm. So, after talking to John Slade, John reveals that he's retired and really can't help him. Jack decides to visit the Black Revolutionary Headquarters, where he meets the leader, Kalinga, who offers Jack a bean soda, which, of course, is an acquired taste. Jack then tells Kalinga that he's had a change thing happen in the community, and he wants Kalinga's help. But Kalinga can't help because all of his followers got jobs, and they left the revolution behind. <laughs> and then it's also revealed that Kalinga has a white wife and two white children, where his white uh, son delivers a scathing report on Abraham Lincoln. But then it's even funnier because because they're playing Brady Bunch in the background because the kids (laughs) want to watch TV and the wife and the wife is played by Jan Brady. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, she is. Eve Eve Plum, Jan Brady herself, (laughs) the middle sister, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. so, so yes, yeah, very, very funny, and almost to a degree, I want to say, like, this kind of humor is a little bit, you know, dare I say, it's like a little bit ahead of its time, as far as, like, mm-hmm. kind of hitting hard with the whole, like, how much Whitey is going to, you know, kind of kind of steal and start to, to superimpose themselves within the uh, the community itself. It was fun. They went in with guns, and they walked out with jobs. <laughs> Would you like to stay for dinner? We're having a bean dish. No, I'm okay. <laughs> um, bean ice cream? Bean soda. He goes, he goes, no thanks. I'm regular. <laughs> yeah. um, we also cut back to the diner where Cheryl works as a waitress. Uh, Jack comes there to pick her up from work. As two of big men, uh, Mr. Big's men arrive, uh, Bella arrives there before Jack can fight them off and kicks both of their asses. Well, Stuntman does, because I love the fact that it's clearly a Stuntman playing it for comedy. He's got a mustache. Yes. And bro. White guy. White guy looking like John Hall. <laughs> I, 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 love how slow, I love how slow they make a move so you can clearly see that it's him. And then the scenes yes, that they edit yes. and like, they cut her back in like with the jump cuts, how like she might be just trying to move exactly as it is. You know, the only other movie that I ever think that did this kind of humor is obviously Spaceballs. You know, when we see the stunt oh, yeah. doubles. Because that, you know, for me was one, one of the funniest fucking things I ever saw as a kid. Because, you know, you, that's when again, as a kid watching Spaceballs, in any movie, you know, in, in my young head... I'm thinking everything the, that I'm seeing on the screen is being done by the actors that perform the actual roles. You know, so the idea mm-hmm. of like a stuntman and a stunt double and all this stuff doesn't come to mind until like you hit a certain age and you start to realize like, oh, you know, movie making's a job and this asshole's getting paid fucking $10 million. So no, he's not going to jump out a window. There's somebody that they're going to pay $10,000 to go do that. <laughs> <Yep>. Exactly. Um, <laughs> 
So after the fight, we go back home where Jack tells Belle that she doesn't have to fight all his battles for him, even though he wanted like a bitch when he was a kid and got beat up by a bunch of midgets and he was constantly being bullied. Uh, John arrives and <laughs> Belle tells him that she needs John. And John goes, Evan's family, I'm Evan's you. family of little midgets. Mommy, <laughs> yeah. help me. Mommy, help me. My favorite fucking line in this entire movie is when uh, Jackson is getting all his gear together. <laughs> and he's getting all his gear together and Cheryl's like, oh, you got to stop. You got to think about this. And he's like, and let me tell you something else. He's like, a group of midgets isn't a family. It's a gang. <laughs> he just delivers it. I'm going to find them. I'm going to kick their asses. <laughs> <laughs> they won't know what's coming. <laughs> so Tony Jack leaves the apartment. <laughs> so Jack yeah. he leaves the apartment real quick. And when and, and Willie are on the rooftop, and wasn't the other one the one from uh, from Funhouse or whatever it was? Yeah, it was Phil Pop the Carol and uh, Tony Cox. Yes, that was it. Was Phil yeah. Pop the Carol. He was in uh, Ghoulies too. That's so that's where he met him. Funhouse. My bad. Yeah. So Jack was the apartment, and John chases after him, just as Lenny and Willie begin shooting at them, where a male bystander, in the process of getting ready to ask his girlfriend to marry him, dies. Um, and despite being trained in combat, Jack gets all scared. They're shooting! They're shooting! <laughs> Jumping up and down, like the demon said. Um, and we also find out in this moment that all of his medals are for surfing and shorthand writing. So he's actually any type of hero. <laughs> Typing. And I love this moment because you hear the sad music start playing, and the woman's like, oh, my God, he's dead. Don't you hear the sad music playing? I've been waiting 12 years for this ring. <laughs> of course, John immediately picks up the dead guy's body and uses it as a shield. Uh, so Jack can eventually step on the guy's ass and his farts. He runs across the street. <laughs> <laughs> always get me to laugh, so the fact that that happened, just, I had to rewind it twice because I wanted to make sure I heard an actual fart. Uh, this is great. Oh, that um, happened, so, for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> Willie and Lenny begin to panic as they keep trying to shoot John and Jack, but they're stopped and questioned by the two. John lets them go and tells them that Mr. Big, that John Slade is back, and he has 24 hours to get out of town. Willie and Lenny decide to take the stairs again. <laughs> Not taking the window option, just taking the stairs <laughs> <laughs> so Jack visits the bar with John, and they're here to see One-Eyed Sam, the bartender played Jerry. by Robin Hess, who you might know uh, from Baby's Kids, uh, calls Sam and tells John that Sam will be on his way over. Go to drinks uh, as a si- director's sister badly sings on stage. And then Sherry, a woman of the night, yeah. approaches them and chats up Jack. She's looking for 12 inches, and maybe Jack can help her out. She invites him back to her place, and the two get kind of busy until he reveals, listen, I actually I lied. Don't have I don't have 12, 12 inches. inches. Oh, well, God, I'm so glad you brought oh. that up because now I can take off my wig. <laughs> and I can take off my titties, and they're not even black. They're white. <laughs> not even the right color. Take off they're the not even the right color. <laughs> <laughs> the has a clank on the ground when she throws her ass down. Then she pulls off her leg and she's like, Look, I don't even have a real leg. Don't make me hop after you. Don't make me hop after you. <laughs> the guys really love this. <laughs> so uh, Jack returns, obviously, after not getting laid. Uh, and that's when One-Eyed Sam shows up and he tells him to come over to my place. And then One-Eyed Sam asks Jack about what he did in the military. And he's like, oh, it's your admin for the military. 
Basically, secretary. Hey, so was Sam. He's like, oh man, so was I. Oh man, he's like, oh, this is so Wait, awesome. You said you did two tours in Nam. Yeah, I, I, I did. <laughs> Riding from the army. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got that from a paperclip fight. <laughs> um, and then sometime later, we cut across town where Chris Rock enters a diner and orders exactly one rib because he sure is hungry and doesn't have any money. And don't you ask him about any Oh, uh, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fucking love that this scene, though. Oh, man. It's just, yeah, again. Hello, uh, okay, so this is your, Ghoul, this was, Ghoul, this was your first time see, seeing this movie. What what about this whole scene? Just as, like, this is, like, one of the, you know, big funny scenes that everybody fucking quotes for this movie. I'm sorry. I was, like, involved with something else. What are you talking about? Okay, we finally at the one rib scene. How did you feel about the one rib scene? I mean, listen, it, you know, it was funny, but it's also the kind of thing that, like, you know, I think has been kind of mimicked in, in other types of, of films <laughs> since. So, like, again, if... If I have see if I had seen this as a kid, and that's the first time I'm ever seeing this, I'm dying at this fucking scene. You know, it's it's gonna be the first. You know, and I'm just thinking timeline wise. This is probably gonna be the first time I've ever seen Chris Rock. You know, walking around looking like mm-hmm. fucking. You know, and again, the next time I'm gonna see him, and like I said, it's the hypothetical. It's like if I saw this back in the day, the next time I'm gonna see Chris Rock is gonna be New Jack City when he's playing a crackhead. Um, you know, so the yep. fact that he's asking for just one rib, you know, and then, you know, can you just put, I saw you put it in my hand? It is Let me get a stiff no, Put it in my hand. My hand. No. Uh, <laughs> in the, um, for a dime. For a dime. Put it in hands for a dime. I can do the whole dialogue from the top of my head, man. If, even if you didn't... You didn't um, <laughs> Truly, like this is one of those movies. If you uh, and not every single, not the whole movie start to finish, but many of the different scenes. If this was not even your pick, and you were random, like random, like Dave, do some fucking dialogue from "I'm gonna get you, sucker." Like the rib, the rib part, I can do fucking verbatim. Like even if I hadn't seen the movie in ten years. But the Chris Rock thing is legit. Like I said, I saw this like very like I didn't see it in the theater, but this is one is, is like as soon as it hit the VHS, uh, the video store, uh, I was all over it. And watched it like a thousand times. And, yep. you know, it wasn't until, for me, it wasn't until uh, several years later. And I don't even remember what the first thing was when I saw it, because it wasn't New Jack City. I didn't see that for a little while after it was uh, released. I didn't see New Jack City for a few years after. But uh, when, whenever the time came where I first saw something with Chris Rock, like, it didn't connect right away. I was like, I fucking know this guy from somewhere. Like, the, the voice, like... It just I couldn't place it, and there was no you know there was no IMDb where you had the entire uh, history of movies and who did what at your fingertips. And then like one day it was like this big connection that happened, and it was like oh my god that's Chris Rock, and I'm gonna get you stuck. Like all the way back like getting his start, you know, being much younger in 1988. <laughs> yep. Look at where Chris Rock is now. How funny. Because um, I didn't know I who, who that was. Because. Could it have been? Because I know you used to quote a lot. You used to quote a lot from this movie too. Could it have possibly been Boomerang, where he's playing Boney T? Is Boomerang with Eddie Murphy? Uh huh. 
Obviously yes, that, that wouldn't have been me, man. I've seen that, but that wouldn't have been a, that was never a quotable one for me. Uh, I would have to look. I would have to look at his list. Well, I'm gonna look it up and see if I can find out. But uh, whatever the connection happened, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> that's the dude from New Jack. Uh, from uh, I'm gonna get you stuck. So uh, Hammer is quite and, the so, so for me, just sorry, just just cut real quick. So for me, again with this whole sequence, yeah. I'm actually waxing. I'm waxing a little nostalgic here. Because I'm seeing Isaac Hayes, I'm seeing Jim Brown, who just passed away recently, and I'm like, yeah. wow, you know, like these these two guys are gone, you know, and, are gone. and yeah, it's 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 funny watching Isaac Hayes, you know, playing playing Hammer, and saying playing some of the lines that we're gonna see him say in this film, you know, and then just to think, like by the end of like tr- just around prior to him passing. You know, he had one of those, like, big epiphanies where suddenly he just, he wanted to be an all-pure, all-good, I-found-religion type of person. Mm-hmm. So much so that he wanted, like, you know, to be removed from South Park, like, all of these things. And there's going to be lines from him talking about cutting a man, from, you know, from his fucking neck down to his balls. <laughs> like, like, that. like Bill, I was fucking dying, man. Like, that shit had me fucking really laughing hard. No, it's, it's amazing because yeah, yeah. Isaac Hayes plays Hammer. Uh, Jim Brown plays Slammer. You know they own this barbecue joint, um, and John speaks to them about doing one more mission in order to take down Mister Big. They agree to meet at a warehouse at six p.m. And then John visits his other friend, uh, Fly Guy, in jail, played by Antonio Farr. Yeah, who was a fucking king of fucking black exploitation. Mob better have my money. <laughs> He was in every one of them. Um, and then we flash back to, yes, Fly Guy uh, winning the Pimp of the Year award thanks to a bitch better have my money on the year. And then John asked him about <laughs> his operations. Or sleep or no. <laughs> bitch better have my money. So later, uh, Hammer and Slimer. Not some. Uh, Slimer, by the Not way. half. But all my cats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He just and then he wins. It's just an amazing flashback because then we find out he has information about Mr. Big. Later, Hammer and Slimer are driving to the warehouse. Uh, Slimer has problems with his feet, um, and the car is almost met. But they managed to get away from all the homeless people swarming over the car to wipe down the windshield. <laughs> and then we cut. Yeah, to but yeah. I, I, t- I totally forgot like that shit because they see the homeless guys and then they're sitting looking at each other going, "Oh shit!" You know, like some shit's about to go down. But no, it's just like as always, you know, the people that are trying to wash your windshield, you know, get a quarter and shit like that. It's like, oh, that's right. <laughs> Let me get your windshield. Let me get you. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah, these and motherfuckers are good. <laughs> we have to cut to the, the uh, slick shaft-like theme song being played. But in this uh, particular movie, it's played by an actual band that follows John behind him as he walks down the street in all his black leather. <laughs> and then we cut the flyboy getting into jail, who's in a bright yellow fucking pimp suit with a gigantic hat. And you think, oh, man, he's dapper as shit. He's walking down the street. And then he immediately gets fucking made fun of to the point where he trips and then breaks his fucking shoes with the fish in him. Dead with his shoes that I got, got fish in them. Fucking aquarium shoes. I loved it. <laughs> he's fucking terrified. He's tripping. He's running away. And then John meets up with Jack and 
John's like, Jack's like, well, who the fuck are these guys? She's like, that's my theme song band. Gotta get yourself a theme song band. Bounce, 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 bounce. John, Jack meet Hammer and Slammer, and Hammer questions Jack about whether he's killed anyone, like slicing a man up the chest to his balls. Uh, Slammer doesn't like Jack either, but Jack thinks he has what it takes to be a black superhero because he's an ex-football player, too. Thanks, Jay Brown. Like, it was such a great. I fucking love. Put that in there. I fucking loved it when Jim Brown was like, "Oh," <laughs> because that's exactly why he was cast for uh, the Dirty Dozen was because mm-hmm. yeah, of this football shit. Life. And they had a they had a specific scene in the Dirty Dozen where they were like, "Okay, you gotta run and <laughs> drop these grenades and these shoots, you know, and we know you can do it because you're a football player." So go ahead. <laughs> so that's why it was so fucking funny saying that shit to Jim Brown. <laughs> Just the way he looks at him, too, when he says that, like, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. um, but we're not alone in this as well, because enter Kung Fu Joe, who's ready to fucking fight. Just swinging fucking Kung hands, kicking legs, he's ready to fucking do it, and he's ready to get down to business. And so the plan is to destroy all of Mr. Big's businesses and then harass his people. No more turning back once they start. Let's get that sucker. So they immediately head to the Big Brain Bar, where he can't get in without a big hat. Luckily, that won't be a problem for our boys as they fire their guns inside of the club. <laughs> Everybody Everyone take up all their gold. Ridiculously big hats. <laughs> yeah. it's got little people hiding inside the hats oh, and shit. And then you find Tony out, Cox oh, shit. Tony Cox and Phil Caro. <laughs> it's, it's Tony Cox and Phil Bondicaro. And then immediately Jack just so I'm going to fucking kick his ass. What do you got a problem before, man? <laughs> Like it's just it's wild that he does that. Like oh, from the way, from the waist down, your mind, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so John pulls him away. Then we get to a montage of the boys cleaning up more of Mr. Biggs' businesses, and then back to Cheryl dealing with asshole customers at the diner. She's looking for anything she can take for her cramps, mydol, whatever. So she decides she's going to go home and lay down. But as she's walking home, Lenny finds her walking home, but she immediately becomes possessed by cramps. And she immediately tries to rip his balls off, but <laughs> Willis shows up and knocks her out to take Mr. Biggs. Like, the whole fucking, you know, just exorcism type sequence that happens. I was like, um, yeah, somebody's seen black exploitation horror movies. Somebody's seen Abby before, William Marshall III. Um, we then cut to Mr. Biggs talking to Detective Baker, who, by the way, is played by fucking Cool Gulliger, who's fucking great. Just won a mustache of all things. I don't think you're ever going to see Clue with a mustache, but there he is, trying to do his best uh, Tom Atkins. Um, we find out that he works for Mr. Big, and Mr. Big wants Jack Scrooge to be taken down by the police. So later we see Kung Fu Joe being pulled over, and cue Carl Douglas's Kung Fu fighting as Kung Fu Joe beats the fuck out of the cops. <laughs> and he's not ready to take more <laughs> yeah, but uh, also it's like this is where I get the fucking joke all the time though about you know your door is ajar, your door is. A... I said, <laughs> yeah. close the damn door. I know you aren't ignoring me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just, I love the fact that all of them show up, all the police show up in all their cars, and he's like, oh man, I can handle this. The fifty-seven guy, cops against me, I got this, and they immediately shoot him multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut the Hammer and Slammer, and they run into Willie and one of Mr. Big's goons, and a shootout happens. Hammer gets into a fake kung fu fight with a white goon. He's like, I don't know kung fu, do you? Nah. Want to fake it? Okay. <laughs> Start fake punching each other in the parking garage. 
While Slammer corners Willie on a rooftop, he and Slammer take Willie prisoner as Joe calls John and tells him that he was ambushed. Ha <laughs> ha, sorry, got the voicemail. <laughs> got your voicemail. <laughs> Poor Kung Fu Joe, who you never fucking see again, which is unfortunate because I love Kung Fu Joe. But, yes, um, you do. At the yes, you do. Oh, see, I missed it. I don't remember seeing Kung Fu Joe again. Um, but anyway, it, we'll, when you find him, we'll point it out. Um, then let's okay. just pause for a minute right there yeah. and Go say ahead. poor fucking Steve James, who played Kung Fu Joe, uh, who was also a mainstay uh, in uh, many of the, the canon films, including the American Ninja series, and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, also one of the one of the Delta Force members in the Delta Force, aside from Chuck Norris and uh, Lee Marvin, who actually... Uh, got some speaking lines, and um, you know my personal favorite of the canon films, which I've talked about on the show before, is called Avenging Force, which was another pairing of Michael Dudikoff and Steve James. Steve James uh, cut down uh, by cancer at the age of 41, uh, where supposedly, like in the last six to eight months or so that he was alive, he he wouldn't let anyone see him uh, to, to because he didn't want people to see uh, how uh, horrifically he had deteriorated uh, from his cancer because that dude was fucking ripped. Um, but uh, oh, fuck yeah, a, a, he was. an action an action dude who who at forty one really like his career seemed to be. Um, on the rise. So I just wanted to, to, to make sure we're all aware of that particular story. Cause Steve James was fucking awesome. Yeah, he was. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, yeah, you, you, well, we can hear you and it's fine. We're still running. Um, but at the warehouse, uh, the boys can question Willie while Mr. Big tells Cheryl that Jack and his friends will be dead and she'll become the biggest moneymaker. Then to one of my favorite songs, Edwin Starr's war. As they're fucking ganging up. All I can think of it was Rush Hour, though, during that scene. It's not you yep. all. It's y'all. You all. It's, it's not y'all. y'all. You all. It's y'all. Good God. You all. <laughs> and Jackie Chan getting upset about Chris Rock correcting him. <laughs> I like you all. Shut up. <laughs> so the boys all pack up their weapons and they're getting ready for the final showdown. Hammer may have uh, overpacked himself though, as he falls to the ground and fatally injures himself with his own bullets. Oh man, did we get him? <laughs> no, we didn't get him. <laughs> we didn't even leave yet. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait here. I'm like, oh no, he's fucking dead too. Like all of a sudden we're getting the well, dead to X Force. <laughs> um, no X-Force no <laughs> so the boys see Cheryl later where she's being held captive and devise a plan John takes out a lookout on the roof as they like to stick a dynamite and begins to rappel down the building but that dynamite goes boom and we assume that he's been blown up because we just see the char rope <laughs> it's like oh fuck down. man he goes to rappel and the ship bursts in half rappel and all you see is some fucking smoking rope <laughs> Hanging there, it's like, oh shit! His <laughs> leg got taken out. <laughs> and then Slammer 
he wants to crash through the window, so he does, but he immediately falls on his fucking face and nearly knocked out as Jack enters with his big guns. Dude, uh, a the plane is, plane is repelling, repelling down the fucking the, the rope, man. <laughs> and he had all that shit on him. He, had, he has dynamite fucking lit. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, man, this would be so fucking funny if that shit blows up while he's on the rope. And I am so fucking happy that they fucking went that route because, like, they could have just as easily just had to be normal. But no, man, they, they took it that step that I wanted. It was, it was just fucking amazing. The fact that everything that just fucking happens can happen. Like, he gets blown up on the rope. Uh, Slammer goes through the window, and he falls, and he's like, oh, God damn. He's like, I'm just old. I'm just kind of out of it. But he still got to go through the window. Um, <laughs> Slammer gets shot, and then we find out that his big toe is fucking exposed because of all the bunions that he has. And he's just fucking oh, getting man. bigger and, and throbbing. That... <laughs> 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 my foot, my foot. And that's when Bell shows up all geared up with guns, ready to show down. And Jack's like, come on, I'm supposed to be the leader. I'm supposed to be the one in charge. Come on, Mama. She's like, no, Mom's going to show you how it's done. But he immediately walks her in the closet <laughs> so he could take on Mr. Gunn's goons by himself. Hardcore military. Uh, and then he rolls, he pulls his splinter out of his finger, screaming the entire time after he pulls it out. Oh, well, like, that's <laughs> because that was, <laughs> that was supposed to be making fun of Rambo 3. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I totally got the, I when, when, when Rambo pulled that big ass <laughs> a piece of wood out of his fucking side. <laughs> yeah, and then he uses the gun and then he uses the gunpowder to cauterize it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> But the fact that he tells Cheryl when he's showing, he's like, see, I got a splinter and I got it out. And I, was, I put a bandage over it and I'm going to be okay. I mean, how are you doing, though? Are you all right? <laughs> um, so once uh, Jack has reached Cheryl, Lenny shows up ready to kill Jack, but Fly Guy shows up in a dapper-looking suit and stops him. And that's when Mr. Big enters the room and, wow, he's a white guy in a black exploitation movie. Like, we haven't seen this before. And then he lists off all the people that have been, you know, in black exploitation movies and played the villain. And he's like, and Jimmy Lee Curtis, Halloween. <laughs> uh, I love this. Um, but then John appears. He's still alive. He didn't actually die in that rope, and he shoots Mr. Big dead. Now, <laughs> oh, baby, can't keep down John motherfucking Spade. And then stick a dynamite in the um, So Cheryl is saved, and then Lenny decides to take the window this time of them and steps. Like, oh, you went Jefferson yeah, himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lenny just decided to take the, the glass and that's the one thing I didn't mention earlier real quick is during the whole cramp sequence when Cheryl like, I got cramps when Lenny starts fucking screaming at the top of his lungs because she's getting beaten up Willie runs over and he's like I can hear you block away screaming he's like oh, that wasn't me I, I swear it wasn't me screaming I'm like yes it was you like, I, I was whistling <laughs> I was whistling. Oh, you were whistling. Oh, Willie, you this crazy bitch off of me? <laughs> <laughs> just Damon Wayne's. whenever he does that girlish scream, and he's like, no, it's just great. I just crack up. <laughs> does it? Um, so Hammer also manages to survive, but he's in the hospital. He's going to recover. Slammer's going to be okay as well. Belle shows up, and she's super pissed off that she got locked in the closet the entire time. But, of course, as we close out the movie, Jack's theme song band kicks in, and that's BDP, guys. Boogie Down. No, don't, 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 don't forget, before, nope. before, before okay. Jack 
before Jack's, um, you know, before Jack's theme music showed up, uh, don't forget that Slade uh, took the took the blame for locking Mama in the closet. Uh, he took one oh. you know, on the chin for uh, for him and saying that he said, "I, I told him to do it." Uh, oh, see, I so. completely missed that. I just I was having such a great time. It's one of those things where you miss that in dialogue. How he gets back in Mama's pants. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, she does that thing with her mouth. <laughs> and then, and then Jack Spade's theme music. Are yeah, BDP. Uh, BDP was a production company, but okay, actually the diva that was like, what? Yeah, that's what I thought. You're right. Yeah, BDP, Boogie Down Production, with KRS-One and fucking D-Nice. Yeah, and uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> while we're watching it, the D was like, oh, shit, that's KRS-One. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know that that's KRS-One? She's like, what the fuck you mean? <laughs> oh, I know. I'm like, you don't listen to fucking rap music. She goes, I, I fucking listen to the- the KRS-One in high school, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I never would have guessed that. I've, I've met your wife many times. She's a very lovely woman, but I would never guess that she's in a gangster rap. But that's fucking awesome. I mean, <laughs> I, okay. Like, but then after, the mm-hmm. after the credits roll, after the credits roll, Kung Fu Joe comes back, and there's a, like only a couple cops left. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, I'm here to help out," and, and the cops are like, "No, it's all done." <laughs> He's like, well, can you at least give him a band-aid? <laughs> I've never seen it after the credits, so that's probably why I missed that Kung Fu Joe come back, because I've, I've always turned it off when the credits hit. I was like, that was a great fucking movie, moving on. But, yeah, I have to watch that now. I know if there's a little post-credit, but, yeah, like, fucking, when, when BDP showed up, I was like, oh, they couldn't get public enemies, so they got BDP. I was like, that's fine. This fucking rules, too. And then, yeah, KRS-One, he had that fucking song, The Sound of the Police, and whoop, whoop, The Sound of the Police, whoop, whoop. The sound of the streets. Like that's the one fucking song. Whenever I hear that whoop whoop sound, I'm like, is that KRS one? Because they played it in so many trailers so, over the past couple of years. Like, oh, it's so great. It's the sound of the police. It's the sound of the street. <laughs> yeah. like, it's just like a scathing review of, of the police. But it, I, I'm going to get you, sucker. It's like a fucking great movie. It's a great comedy. Um, it helps if you've seen black exploitation movies before. You don't need to, but it definitely Absolutely. helps so you can see where they're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's just fucking killer. Like, and I love the fact that it, it, it is your final thing. Even despite we had fucking audio issues, and then we had to do a damn the man, damn you, Whitey, for this episode at <laughs> the at the last second. <laughs> that we are currently talking on. So this will be, uh, you know, the, the monkey's final episode. And what an episode to get, uh, go down on with I'm going to get you, sucker. Um, my sleeping pills are kicking in, so I'm trying to fucking concentrate on what I'm saying. But anyway. Um, uh, no worries. Anyway. Okay, look, so, I, I, I would rather us just end this note on, hey, you know, we had a fun episode, okay? And it's not trying to turn this into weird long goodbyes. All right, because you guys aren't fucking getting rid of me in any way, shape, or form. I'm still going to be involved in the chat. I'm still going to be listening to the show. I was a listener when I started this thing. I stalked my way onto the show, all right, and it doesn't mean I'm not going to stalk my way back, okay? It's just I have to get some priorities taken care of, and you guys will carry on strong like you always do because – you need you guys need to stay strong as the radio show that I fucking fell in love with, which is three guys shooting from their hip, 
no script, no notes, just having conversations about horror, conversations that made people want to be part of those conversations. And you guys are really fucking good at it. And you guys need to keep being good at it. Because I mean, you're my fucking horror family. <laughs> See, I was going to cue the voice to men and so hard to say goodbye, but I can't do that now. Because for some reason I know you're back. I was going to be so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Again, but no. I can save that for another time because I'm sure you're more than welcome to come back at any time, Monkey. You know that. It's an open door policy around here, especially in my office, you know what I'm saying. But um, no, it, it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's been a, a fucking pleasure to, to have you here for the relaunch back in 2017, if you believe that. But really, kind of since 2015, when you were filling in for the ghoul when you couldn't make it onto an episode. You'd pop in and talk about a movie with me, and we would have a great time. And, and, you know, the conversations continued with a lot of good, bad, and everything in between with the movies. Uh, you know, talking about Twin Peaks and Blue Velvet and all these other bad movies that we've talked about, all the good ones. So it, it's been a pleasure. You know, I know we're, we're brothers, you and I, Monkey, and we'll see each other again. So it's not goodbye for now. It's just see you later. We'll put it that way. But either way, yeah. it's, it's been it's great just, having yeah. you a it's part just, of the show. We're all... We're all one big, hard, dysfunctional family, and I love you fuckers. <laughs> I love you too, bitch. Yeah, but, oh, there we go. I was going to, uh, you know, I was going to sing this, man. See, instead you got to go and play oh, bad quality. I was going to be like, I don't know. Some lo-fi. <laughs> well, the road is gone to leave. <laughs> oh, Do you remember when that song was used in the funeral scene in Lethal Weapon 3? <laughs> and it was also used in Black Man for the funeral scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's used in a lot of funeral scenes. <laughs> Y'all yo, 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 just trying to make a motherfucker cry. With all that oh. shit. <laughs> no, we ain't trying to do that to you. Ah, We're just trying to... We're just you want to show our love for my family, Sergeant Murtaugh, and find the man that put the gun in my son's head. <laughs> it's not Christmas. Tom Atkins gets shot through the eggnog, remember, with a weapon. Great <laughs> <laughs> Christmas movie. Um, good but, yeah, so uh, there's probably, like, three people that have listened to this entire episode, so we appreciate you guys. But uh, next week, um, tentatively, we might have an episode, we might not. So it, it'll be uh, decided because uh, next Wednesday is the ghoul's birthday. So it may just be it's, me and him next week chatting about a horror movie. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that, that is going to be it. I mean, you know, it looks like that's a, de- that's a definite for my end. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, happy birthday to me since it is my birthday. And, well, what, what better way to go than a 1980s, you know, classic with a shish kebab in a kid's mouth. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a classic uh, Canadian horror movie from 1981. Uh, it's uh, J. Lee Thompson, who people might remember from The Guns of Navarone, who decided to direct a horror movie uh, back when it was popular in Canada to come from Canada to the States. So, yeah, the Ghoul and I will be back next week for his birthday to celebrate it with so, happy birthday to me. Yep. Go ahead, Mike, my question, just in case uh, you guys end up not doing the show next week, like if something pops up with Ghoul's birthday plans or something, uh, is this going to be the same film the following week be- or are you going to pick something else? I, 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 I guess we could just, we'll just do the same thing and hold to it to make it, make it easier. Yeah. I mean, we could always celebrate the, the Dean's birthday. I mean, not Dean's, uh, 
God, fucking pills. Um, you know, the ghoul. Ghoul! I'm a sleepy boy. I took pills. Where's the story so anyway, yes. <laughs> So we will celebrate next week with Happy Birthday to Me from 1981 uh, with the ghoul and me uh, as we close out 2023. What a fucking year it was. Uh, but anyway, Monkey, again, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you so much for listening and being a fan. And like I said, you're welcome to come back anytime. Just let us know. Word All up, right. Thanks for, li- <laughs> Thanks for listening to tonight's fucked up episode of Talking Terror. I love you all, especially you sick motherfuckers, my horror family. Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, that was really nice. The, the final kiss <laughs> the final goodbye. It's so hard to say goodbye. For now. Bye for now. So now we go. Oh, no, they knew. They knew. <laughs> they knew. The <laughs> I, I thought we were going to start saying boys, you know, bone thugs and harmony. I'll see you at the crossroads. And I'm going to miss everybody. I'm going to miss everybody. See, again, now you try to. Again, now you're trying to make it sound like you're just trying to come up with any of these old songs that don't necessarily apply to the context of the conversation here. Well, well, see, I can can go with a more current current hit that's flowing around on Instagram right now, you know? I miss you, Ma. I miss you, Ma. (laughs) And and then the white version, you know? I miss you, Ma, Wigger. I miss Whoa. you, my wigger. <laughs> I really miss. Put the W. I, I really miss I my wigger. I, I, I said wigger, okay? I know I got a quarter in me, but I ain't, I, I, I ain't taking that, that risk yet, man. Everybody's too hot about Jonathan Majors right now. I don't want to be the white man they're going to try to take down to make it up for the black man that they did. Just don't do it. Just, just don't do it. But, you know, it's at a late hour anyway. Nobody's up anymore. But we, we are yeah. we are going for now. Uh, as <laughs> always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Angie G. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. We'll be back again, like I said, next week to celebrate the coolest birthday with Happy Birthday to Me. But as for now, hail Satan, hail yourselves, and most of all, hail the Mad Monkey. And we'll see you next week. Stay scared. Bye for now. Power to the people. My wiggas.